0: The end of 2023, everyone. We made it. Good work. And we're just about to enter 2024. But that means it's New Year's. And what's New Year's like in the UK? Let's talk about it. All right, mate. And welcome to the Brit Speak Pod, the podcast designed to help you understand British life, British culture, and of course, British English. So let's get cracking. Hey, up, mate. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad, thanks for asking, and welcome to episode 24 of the Britspeak Pod, where today we're talking all about New Year's in the UK, you know, because it's it's New Year's this week and that. But before we get into all that good stuff, if you're new around here, my name's Dan. Nice to meet you. Do me a favour, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. I'd appreciate that, and if you're not new around here... Welcome back, mate. I hope you had a nice Christmas because Christmas was last week. I hope you had a lot of food. I hope you had a lovely time with your family. And I hope Father Christmas brought you everything you wanted because you were a good boy or girl this year. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, you can just ignore all that last bit. And I hope you had a good week. So, yeah, Christmas is over and done with. It was a quiet Christmas here in Japan. Me and my wife went to a nice restaurant and... We ate a little bit of cake, but we didn't eat KFC this year, so. But other than that, it were nice, and I celebrated by buying four new tires for my car. (laughs) So, yeah, I needed to buy some new tires for my car, so I guess for Christmas, I bought myself that. So, it's weird. When I was young, I used to want, like, Super Nintendo games, and now, tires for my car. Times have changed. Anyway, (laughs) we're now pushing on to New Year, which is coming up this week, and this kind of lull between Christmas and New Year is a bit weird, isn't it? I anyway, in UK, people usually go back to work, and they start Christmas shopping, and not Christmas shopping, Boxing Day sales, and, and all that stuff, but here in Japan, honestly, it's just another day, like every chance at work, and I'm just working as usual, you know, so it's a bit of a weird one, so there's always that kind of High point of Christmas and the low point in the middle where you're waiting for New Year, which is like second Christmas, I suppose. So (laughs) let's talk a little bit about how this works in the UK. So, of course, in the UK, we do celebrate uh, New Year. It's not as important as Christmas. I would say Christmas is more important to English people and British people than New Year. But New Year is still pretty important. Uh, Like in Japan, I would say it's the other way around. Christmas, nobody really cares, but New Year's really important. Uh, The other way around in in England, it's like Christmas is number one and New Year is a close second. So anyway, we do celebrate. So December 31st is where things start, you know. Now, December 31st, we call New Year's Eve in the same way that December 24th is Christmas Eve, you know, the one before Eve. So yeah, New Year's Eve, December 31st. And this is not a public holiday. Like, people usually go to work, to be honest. But in the evening, when they finish work, that's when things start kicking off. You know, somebody will have a party at their house. Or you go to town and you'll go to a pub or a club or whatever with some friends and families. So New Year's Eve is all about, well... To be honest, it's mainly about drinking, to be honest. (laughs) These parties, as most British parties do, heavily involve alcohol. So usually you get together with some friends and some family, whether it's at the pub or whether it's at somebody's house, and you all have a bit of a drink and a bit of food and a bit of a natter. And maybe you'll watch some New Year's Eve telly. There used to be like special shows on because it's New Year's Eve, I don't know, like Graham Norton's New Year's Eve bash or I don't know. I never really used to watch TV on New Year's. Eve. too busy getting drunk, to be honest. But I'm pretty sure they have New Year's Eve telly. And the only thing I can really remember is they kind of show you all the New Year's Eves that have already happened. So like they'll show Australia because that's happened like eight hours before UK, you know. (laughs) So you'll get to see fireworks in Sydney at about... 6 o'clock or something, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so you'll sit, you watch telly, you have a bit of a drink, a bit of food, a bit of a natter, and basically you're just counting down time to the main event. And of course, the main event is midnight, where Big Ben, bong, it's midnight, it's 12 o'clock, happy new year. So when this happens, usually two or three different things happen at the same time. So first of all, on the telly, they'll show Big Ben uh, banging for midnight, because, you know, why not? There's not a more famous clock in England, so why wouldn't you show Big Ben? And that's when everybody shouts, Happy New Year, and um, you're supposed to kiss and hug the person you love, your wife, your husband, your mistress, I don't know, whatever it is you do with your time. And I suppose if you, like, fancy someone, but you're a bit shy, you could use that as an opportunity to... To kiss them and like see where things go for New Year, I suppose. But yeah, you're supposed to to do that with the person that you love. Then there's usually some fireworks as well, like kicking off somebody in Ariel or bought some fireworks and they set them off at midnight. We don't just have fireworks on bonfire night on November 5th. We also have them at New Year's. So probably you'll be able to see some fireworks. Growing up for me, I always lived on the top of a hill. And that kind of overlooked the whole of the city. So I got to see loads of fireworks when I were younger. Just go and stand on road and I could see loads of fireworks. It were pretty good. Pretty good, to be honest. And speaking of that, for some reason, I don't know if this is just a northern thing, but people would walk up and down the street and they'd have like pans, you know, for cooking and wooden spoons and they'd bash them, like banging the pans together. Now, now I think about it, I don't really know why that is, to be honest. I think they're kind of like ringing in the new year. I'm not really sure what that's all about, but they always used to do that. Um, Yeah, I don't know, whatever. So the other thing that will always happen at midnight is people link hands, like they hold hands, but you kind of cross your arms and hold hands that way in a circle. So everybody gets together and they all hold each other's hands. And we sing a traditional song called "Old Lang Syne," right? Now, maybe you know this song. It's like I can't remember the words, but it's like da 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 that one, right? Nobody knows the words; they're too pissed. But you know that song, and we all get together and we sing that song when the clock strikes midnight. So yeah, that's pretty good. Speaking of that song, this is completely on a tangent, but. It really confused me when I came to Japan, because that song, "Old Lang Syne for me, is the New Year's song. In Japan, it's not the New Year's song. In Japan, they play it in shops when it's time to go home because the shop is closing. So I first came to Japan, and it was like June, and I were in a shop, and they started playing this New Year's song. And I were a bit like, what the bloody hell are they playing this song for? And then somebody told me, it's like, nah, in Japan, it means go home. So, there you go. Bit of a tangent for you there. So, yeah, midnight, we'll sing old Lang Syne, and then somebody probably bust out some champagne, you know, the fancy stuff. A fizzy alcoholic drink called champagne. And they'll make a toast, like, cheers to 2024 or whatever. That's pretty good. And some people let the kids stay up late until midnight so they can ring in the new year. But depends how old they are, I suppose. So that's basically the 31st. We'll continue drinking for a few hours and you know how it is. You know how it is with British people. We love a good drink. Um, And then that leads us on to New Year's Day, which is celebrated on the 1st of January. Now, New Year's Day is a national holiday, a bank holiday. So it's a public holiday. Most people don't work on this day. Most shops and businesses are closed and... It used to be that nearly everybody would be off. Now, not so much. It depends on what you do for a living, but most people will be off on New Year's Day. The, you know, like public transport do not really run. There's very few buses. There's no shops open. So most people just chill out at home with their families, you know, usually because you've got a massive hangover from New Year's Eve drinking. But yeah, it's one of them things where it's a bit of a lazy day. You watch TV and... You have a bit of a family meal and you feel sorry for yourself because it's New Year. Uh, and maybe you'll try and reassess your life decisions as you're sat there with your hangover and think, this year's going to be different. I'm going to change my life this year. <laughs> and you make some New Year's resolutions, which we'll talk a little bit more about next week. But there we go. And there's some New Year's telly. There'll always be some like special telly stuff happening, but once again, never really watched it myself, so I don't know that much. Um, I'm trying to work out if there's anything else that we particularly do. Oh, there's this thing um, where the first person that comes into your house for the year, like after midnight, the first person that comes into your house is supposed to bring all the luck for the year with them. And the first person... Depends on, like, how lucky they are, how good of a year you're going to have. And apparently, like, people with dark hair are considered the luckiest. So ideally, you want somebody with, like, black hair to come to your house just after midnight. And it's traditional that that person will carry a lump of coal. You know, the black rocks that you use to make fires. So when you go into somebody else's house for the first time for the year, you're supposed to have dark hair and bring a lump of coal with you, because apparently that means good luck. I mean, I don't know why, and I don't think it actually works that way, but that's apparently what you're supposed to do. So there we go. That is Christmas and New Year in the UK. I mean, it's been a while since I've been in the UK, Christmas and New Year, so things might have changed in the last eight years or so, but that's how it were when I was growing up. So hopefully that gives you a rough idea of what it's like. How about where you're like based? How is New Year celebrated where you are? For example, here in Japan, it's a bit different. Here in Japan, we well, people usually have a bit of a drink, you know, like as normal. Then midnight we get the fireworks, that's the same. But then they do something called Hatsumode, which is basically the first shrine visit of the New Year where, you know, you go to the shrine after midnight and they have a special thing where you go and pray for the new year, you ring in the new year and then you get something called Omikuji, which is like a, I guess like a good fortune thing. It's like a fortune slip and you can maybe get good luck or maybe get bad luck for the year. If you get bad luck, you're supposed to leave the little piece of paper in the shrine. If you get good luck, you're supposed to take it with you. And yeah, that's a big thing. And also they have something called Osechi, which is a kind of special meal that they eat that I don't really understand. But basically it's loads of different dishes and each dish represents something. There'll be like some beans and stuff that I I don't really get it, but that's something that they do. Yeah. How about in your culture and your country? What kind of stuff do people do for New Year? You'll have to let me know. I'd love to know. But other than that, I just want to quickly reflect on 2023 because it's been an absolutely mad year for me personally. This time last year, I'd just lost my job and completely out of the blue. And, you know, it weren't a very good Christmas and New Year last year, truth be told. Um, but since then, I've managed to start my own business. I now teach online full time, teach by myself. I don't have a company. I'm my own company, I suppose which I started in April 2023, which is insane. My Instagram and my social media is off the charts. It's way, way more than I could have ever expected. And now for a living, I get to talk to cool people from all over the world, help them with their English, and I make videos and podcasts for you guys. And that's absolutely amazing. I've had some setbacks, lost a couple of family members. It's been a rough old year, truth be told but we made it to the end and I'm really looking forward to next year and seeing how far I can take this little journey that I'm on. So I hope you had a fantastic 2023. I am really grateful you spent any of it with me. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time or you've been listening for a while, follow me on Instagram, private student, whatever, whatever your relationship with me is. I'm so glad that you're here to share this with me. And let's keep working together to improve your English in 2024. Next week, we're back again. We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, setting some goals for 2024. But until then, have a lovely New Year. Don't get too drunk. And I look forward to seeing you again next year. But that's it for this episode. And I'll see you in the next one. See you